welcome everyone to another episode of Anime Today. And, you know, today we have our host Dan Kuhn and our new host, Andrew Sama. Uh, and to really get you introduced to our host today, uh, we're going to play a little game. Ain't that right, right, Daniel Sama? A little, little saw action. Yes, sir. Uh, we are back after a couple month hiatus. Uh, we had to go looking for Andrew in California. It took a while through the redwoods, but we finally found mm-hmm. him making cookies oh, yeah. in a tree like an like an elf. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, man, those cookies came out really good. So mm-hmm. I always get two packs at the grocery store, guys. <laughs> two packs, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we thought today would be a, a, a great, great way to introduce our third host to this podcast. We are going to ask him some rapid-fire questions for three minutes, uh, and he's just quickly going to answer these questions as fast as he can. Um, me and Don Kuhn will ask the questions alternatively, um, so we're going to put three seconds on the mm-hmm. clock. Andrew, are you ready? Okay, three, three seconds. Is that going to be enough time for us to answer all these questions? Not oh, did I say three seconds? I meant three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I was all good. Three seconds, three minutes. You know, in the world of anime, time is relevant. <laughs> yeah, thing you edit these podcasts. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, no, you I'm, ready? I'm definitely ready. Uh, whether it's three seconds or three minutes. Yeah. That's all right. All right. So, how much time do we got on the clock? Three minutes. <laughs> uh, three minutes. Donovan, would you right. like to start? Okay. Uh, best girl. Best girl. Ooh. Best girl. Ooh, dang, this is a good one. Yeah, um, come out, coming out hard. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go. I'll go with uh, uh, easy one, easy one. We'll go. He not. He not loyal. She. She. All she's right. That's right, right, okay. Damn. All right. Uh, if you could be transported <laughs> into any isekai, which one would it be? Ooh. Okay. How about one that won't kill the shit out of me? Um, <laughs> well, well it's I'll have to die to get there. I'll have to die to get there. But um, <laughs> that, that, oh, that time I was reincarnated as a slime. If I come back as oh, a slime, that'd be fun. Like, mm, yeah. You know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Slime One of the ones where I'm OP. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So most of them. Um. Favorite anime character name. Favorite anime character name, Izaya Orihara. Izaya Orihara, of course. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I don't think that was a good cool, question it's either. A, <laughs> it's so cool. It's so cool. Izaya Orihara. Yeah, go ahead, Dan. Who was your first anime crush? First anime crush. Oh, okay. So there was this anime when I was 13. Uh, love Hina. It was Hina. The you know Donovan knows. I love Hina more. Look it up if you're not familiar. Love Hina made me want to go live in Japan. Uh, uh, oh my god, the love Hina. Um, okay. Uh, favorite anime attack. Favorite anime attack. On Titan. Well, that's that's a good one. You know I could go in, with in Shonen. In Shonen, oh, in I'm Shonen, gonna down. You know I could yeah. go with Kamehameha. I could go with like Getsuka Tensho. Um, you know, honestly, let's see. I'm, I feel like you know what? I'll I'll have to go with the classic Kamehameha. You know, that's what I was doing growing Keep up. There's a lot of good. A lot of good. I respect it. I respect it. I respect it. You can right, hit man. a wooden scar every once in a while. You know, little wins, yo. Fuck 
fucking wind scar. Oh my gosh. <laughs> maybe. Uh, last question. What is the fastest you've ever binged a 100 plus episode anime? I watched all the episodes of Bleach in four days. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I can verify that. I mean, yeah, I was so in high school. God was like, "You gotta watch this, Joy." I finally watched it. Every day, I would talk to this man, and I'd be caught up on like another sixty, seventy episodes. He was like, "Yo, what the fuck is going on?" Yeah, I wasn't doing no homework. I wasn't sleeping. I literally was sleeping for like three hours and just watching. Bleach. Oh, that's incredible. All right. We got one more, Donovan, or did the alarm go off? How much time we got left? Go ahead. Keep going. Another one. Oh, okay. Um, Hmm, That's a good one. Um, If you could have one superpower in an anime, what would you want it to be? One superpower in an anime. Um, Immortality without pain. Immortality without pain. Yes. Okay. But there okay. has to be a down. There got to be a down. There's got to be a downside. You got to have. You gotta, the downside you can't is I can't die. Is that all, all girls in that anime find them unattractive. And you know what? That that will hurt. So I'll get married and I'll have kids. I'll have to watch them die. Bro. That's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah, you know, that's you like a little. You gonna be like yeah, that's long-term high. pain. And and it's it's not like I have any other superpowers, so I'm still becoming human being. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like somebody can still whoop my ass. I just won't feel the pain, and I'll be immortal. Yeah, that's there's fair. some pain that come with that. Some emotional yeah. pain. I, I feel that. Yeah, you know, like you know. All right. Yeah, another question. All right, so uh, Dan. Uh, well, before we get into the episode, why don't you give us a little, a little, a little spiel outside of the questions? Uh, you know about. About you know just oh, yeah. anime's impact on you, what you love about it, what you've learned from it, whatever. Give 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 mm-hmm. uh, our listeners a little taste of uh, of that Andrew Sama. Oh yeah, for sure. So uh, as as uh, Daniel San said, um, great name by the way. Uh, I I am an avid uh, anime watcher. Um, I do read manga, so I'm not anime exclusive. Um, I started getting into it. I mean, I, I think everyone got into it at a young age, um, watching things like Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, uh, Dragon Ball Z. Those were all some of my favorites, including um, Shaman King, Digimon. I didn't necessarily know that they were anime when I was younger, but you know, I just called them cartoons, but I loved it. Um, and then when I got older in high school, that's when uh, uh, Donovan was actually uh, introducing me to things like naruto and bleach and we would have these discussions because my knowledge was so limited I, it was a classic well you know naruto can't beat goku because oh my Xbox, god right and then mm-hmm. and then you know the show's ongoing right so he discovers sage mode and be like this is why he could win because of sage mode right and then he discovers something else and he'd be like well he'll just throw him in again jutsu and then it's, it's over right so it was one of those things where i was like you know what i i really like debating but i need to know the facts i kind of need to understand what's going on and um and my cousin was like yo you really should check it out too so finally hopped into it never looked back um fantastic i started with the classics naruto bleach um one piece uh reading those as well uh as they were coming out um and and are you more of a manga reader or an anime watcher um 
I, I see, I do love a good anime, but I would say I'm more of a manga reader. Uh, I'm okay. Here's what it is. I, I have a good, strong five to seven manga. I'm always reading. Right. So I always like to keep at least five manga that I'm reading. Sometimes I'll have 10. Um, and you know, I'll just keep going, but because of that, I don't necessarily pick up new manga too often. Um, I usually only pick up one to replace one that just finished or something like that. Uh, so that being said, I, I've watched a lot more anime than I've necessarily read manga, but that's because, you know, one piece will never end. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, uh, I read things like Vinland Saga, uh, Blue Exorcist, um, you know, Boku no Hero, that's My Hero Academia, uh, Dr. Stone. Um, you know, thing, things like that, that, uh, that have got, you know, pretty, pretty decent shelf life. Um, so mm -hmm. it keeps me preoccupied and I like it. Solo leveling. That's manhua. You're not familiar. We'll have to, uh, we'll have to talk about Vinland Saga a little bit. I, that was actually, uh, one that I saw on Amazon. Uh, never read the manga, but I don't know how much further the manga is from the one season of anime that's out. So that's, that's it's pretty interesting. It's 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 probably got a, a a couple seasons that they could make right now based off of the manga. Probably a, a good three seasons they could make. Damn, um, that's crazy. Yeah, but um, that opening for Vinland Saga. Woo. Mm. Yeah, agreed. Got that heat. Mm. Agreed. Got that heat. I got I got a little worn out with that one. I'm not gonna lie. About three quarters of the way through, I really started to have a grunge with Torfin. Uh, because he was such a badass and he was just kind of wasting his time. And the way that season one ended, right. uh, you know, no spoilers or anything, but I just, I was just like, we, we were leading up to this, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, well, not to, not to go on to too much yeah. of a tangent, you know what I mean? But, but I just thought it was cool that you were reading the manga on that. He's an um, interesting character, but yeah, I, yeah. I, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens next. Okay. Yeah. I loved it. Okay. <laughs> Okay. All right. So, uh, Andrew Samuel, welcome to the podcast. Uh, we look forward to Thank having you. Thank you so much for having me. Regularly. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. So, uh, today we are doing a spring seasonal episode. Uh, this is our first of the season, even though the season is three quarters of the way through. Um, so we are going to talk about some of the heavy hitters today. We're going to talk about To Your Eternity. We're going to talk about 86 and we're going to talk about, uh Tokyo Revengers. Uh and I think Tokyo Revengers is a good place to start off. Uh wouldn't you say, Donovan? Mm -hmm. I would I would, I would. So Tokyo Revengers, for those of you who don't know, is an anime about a man named Takamichi, uh who is twenty years old, twenty I think he's twenty five, and he, you know, is living this life of regret, you know. Um, he's living this life of regret. His girlfriend died in a tragic ass accident that is related to him not, you know, dealing with his past, so to speak. Um, and then he dies and is sent back to future, back to the past, in a similar manner to an anime that you may or may not see, may not seen erased. Um, so the thing, the thing that I just, you know, the thing. About Tokyo Revengers. So, are we going? We're going straight into the review part, or are we talking yes, more about the anime? All right. So, the thing about Tokyo Revengers is this, right? It the premise 
of it is kind of serious. But I feel like the serious moments are often kind of turned into jokes. And, and this is mainly through Takamichi being like our kind of uh, eyes through the plot. And every time he decides to get serious, I, I feel as though he just, you know, it just turns into a jokey moment. Like he's, you can't yeah. take Takamichi seriously and that just kind of ruins the show. This, right, you know, which is founded on a serious undertone. You yeah, know? it's it's kind of funny because uh, <laughs> you're you're absolutely right. Like we get this anime, and the premise is you know gang culture, and gang culture right. in in Japan is is very widespread and very specific with how it how it does it. But this anime introduces you to how they start off in as early as middle school, which is Takamichi's gang. So. Uh, what's really interesting that that sets up a really interesting premise because we see that gang culture in other animes all the time. You know, I mean, the one that comes off the top of my head, which probably isn't an accurate you know depiction, is uh, Mob Psycho 100, where the middle schools have these gangs that are fighting like the number ones of each middle school and stuff like that. Uh, so this is a little bit more serious because the implications are that it starts in middle school, but becomes so widespread that 12 years into the future uh it's a big massive crime organization or syndicate if you will but like donovan was saying with the sense of humor about it like they're we're constantly reminded that they're in middle school and it kind of takes away from some of the Mm -hmm. severity from it but and some of the in more intimate moments by kind of retracting uh how far or ambitious it's willing to go with certain moments like when uh like when he's watching the fireworks with with hina and he's like man i wish i could hold her hand right now and he goes to hold it and Naoto picks yeah. it. yeah that that was just like a gut punch yeah. for the audience because we were finally getting some development from him like he's introduced to us as a loser and every time he has a little bit of growth i feel like it's like one step forward two step back yeah and and you know and even with the scene where he was arguing um you know to get draken and mikey to get back together it ended up he just had a turd on his head and i was like you know all all the seriousness from the moment which wasn't even really there because people were kind of joking about how he was going to get beat up was taken away you know from the fact that he had a turd on his head and that he's kind of like you know a bitch so <laughs> I don't, it was, know, I don't it, know. Yeah. It was also it was also a really corny uh buyout for a really corny setup though because they're yeah. they're, they're running away from that warehouse fight and Takamichi passes out and when he wakes up he's in the hospital and then he's at home and he, it's revealed to us through his interactions with his buddies that it's been 2 weeks already. And it's not only been two weeks, but Mikey and Draken are fighting. And at the root of this, we're like, how could they have been fighting? Why did you skip two weeks? You know, he's just been recovering. Like, he's supposed to be preventing murder, <laughs> you know? Uh, uh, it just, like, for, for them to have, like, this cloud of obscurity over how that situation started, 
Uh, I felt like the whole turd on the head and him going, you know, uh, ballistic for one moment was fine because the moment after that was very intimate where his friends are playing soccer with Mikey and Draken and it's getting more integrated and Hina comes up and asks him if he wants to go to the festival and it all seems like everything is coming together finally for him and they're starting to create some of those moments that uh, we do like about the show as fans. I mean, I, I'll say, I'll say that Tokyo Revengers does pick up uh, later on in the series. But you know, I, I really sit here and when I think about what makes a good uh, anime, or, or especially what makes a, a you know an anime go from good to great, right? It really is caring about the characters and the plot and things like that, and really getting invested. Tokyo Revengers, like most shonen anime that I watch and, and typically enjoy, shonen anime is, is my um, anime of choice. Uh, if I were to pick out a particular genre, um, Tokyo Revengers kind of feels like one of those ones where it's it's fun to go along for the ride during. I do not know how memorable this is going to be when all is said and done, honestly. Um, I mean, let's, let's even explore why uh, he's doing what he's doing. Does anybody really give a shit about, you know, Hina? I actually do. Yeah. Do. So, <laughs> so, all right. Let me let me quickly interject. I actually do care a little bit about Hina because for the first half of this whole series, Hina was probably one of the most redeemable qualities about it. When she goes up and smacks Mikey straight in the face in like episode three or something, at that point, we haven't been severely disappointed by Takamichi yet. So that was kind of like an oh shit moment. And she kind of stamped her status as someone who won't back down for the gravity of the moment. And we see so much in anime that characters uh, shy away, like Takamichi does, when they realize that they're either outwitted or out uh, strength um, or just, you know, in over their head. But. Hina is constantly proving why a gang would kill her 12 month, 12 years into the future. She sees the gang stuff, and that's a huge red flag that any girl would run away from. And she embraces it, and she loves Takamichi for it. And she loves that he does it with a sense of uh, compassion, as opposed to the cold-heartedness that we get from the other characters. So... You know, I, I share your sentiment that, you know, that there's a lot of stuff that's forgettable about this show. And, you know, I'm not sticking up for Takamichi at all. But I will say that one of the redeemable things about this show is the side characters. Because I do get really invested in characters like Mikey and Draken. And I thought Hina, for the most part, was a was a really solid character, through, at least through nine episodes. I mean... What's your take? Oh, go ahead. No, no, what's uh, your take? That's what I want to hear. <clears throat> so... I mean, I, I kind of I'm gonna have to really side with you on this, Andrew Coon. Uh, I, I think I think I, I side with both on you with uh, both of you. Where I think that you know, like I was watching Tokyo Revengers today, um, and this episode I really enjoyed. The newest episode, episode nine, that came out. I thought a lot of really amazing things happened for the series. You got a whole bunch of characters that were introduced in a way that kind of like made sense for the moment 
and they were all really cool and a lot of interesting action scenes happened. Um, and a lot of the things that we wanted to happen towards the plot happened. But the thing that I just thought was really interesting was as I was watching it and I was like, damn, this shit is fucking lit. I, I'm loving what's going on right now. I'm like, I still feel like this is an average series. And, 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 you know, on, on the, on the, the pros of it, I, I really like the moral that it's trying to display, you know, like the, like the kind of theme of, you know, of dealing with your, your challenges in the moment, because, you know, you don't want to go on in life regretting the things that you've done, you know, like Takamichi is this character, um, you know, that kind of like in an isekai, this is kind of an isekai if you think about it, you know, a character that gets, I actually, yeah, that's exactly what I thought. This is mm. less shonen and more isekai, but the setting is gang related. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because he's going to, I mean, you know, for all intents and purposes, he's going it's, back to the it's past. It's his own world, yeah. but yeah, I agree. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. To, you know, rectify the things about him that he didn't like before, which was his cowardice and, um, you know, his cowardice to not take action in moments that really could have made a difference in his life. And I really appreciate the show for that because even though I feel like it goes towards different directions, I think that theme still stands and I, I respect it for that. Um, but what I, what the, the downsides I would have to say are like definitely the, the art direction I think is like pretty, is like pretty, it's, it's solid. It's not bad, but it's not like great. Um, and, uh, and definitely um, not taking itself seriously enough is, I think, another uh, aspect that kind of hurts the series. So that's my take. Oh, you're good. You're good. I, I completely agree. And I think we're going to touch a little bit more on uh, Tokyo Avengers in a little bit. So before we move on to our next anime, I wanted us to each quickly give it a letter grade through nine episodes and just like a short, you know, little spiel on why you give it uh, that letter grade without going too crazy. So, uh, Andrew Simon, why don't you start? Okay. As it stands right now, I'll say generously B. Um, in reality, uh, B minus. I think right now I'm enjoying it so far, so that's why I'm giving it a B. Uh, once this season is done and I have more time to reflect and 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 think back and and you know measure it by some intangibles like you know how many references came out, how many memorable characters came out. You know, is this something that you know like i said will really really leave some type of lasting impression on me i feel like to to have a b or or above you kind of have to have at least at least a little something so right now i'd I'd say b but um i'm thinking it's gonna be a b minus cultural impact that makes sense um I, i i agree with you for the most part uh how about how about donovan why don't you go next um I might go with the B minus. I think I'm going to go with the B minus just because this, you know, these last few episodes of Tokyo Revengers and B minus is still pretty good. These last few episodes of Tokyo Revengers that I've seen, like they've been pretty good. Like even the, especially the last one, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the action and everything. 
and uh, like what happened plot wise in terms of the episode. Um, but when I just think about the series in totality, even with that episode that I really enjoyed, there were still things that, w- that I was picking out where I was like, uh, you know, like, like for example, I'm not even going to go too deep in it, into it, but um, actually I'm just going to make this one point. Like when they all start fighting and they all start doing like martial arts moves and shit. I'm like, how is Takamichi ever going to be able to like to really stand up to these guys? Like they're monsters. Like there's no way Takamichi like it's bullshit if Takamichi has character growth or like is able to physically compete with these guys. They're giant. They're like hey, able man. to like throw like Jesus Christ. So when <laughs> I seen that, I'm like, he literally, yeah. <laughs> he literally picked the bull up and threw him at like three other bulls. I was like, Takamichi, you are way in over your head. Right. <laughs> and then you compare them to the fact that people like that get one shotted by Draken and Mikey. Right. Like, yeah. like, like hands in my pocket, kick type flex. And right. Yeah. So with that, I would just like, I'll give it a B minus because it's just like, there's so many things that happen in the series. Where I'm like, damn, like that's kind of a, that's kind of like you dropping the ball. So B minus. That's fair. Uh, you guys are a little bit more generous than me. Uh, <laughs> I am going to firmly give it a C. A C. I wanted to give it a C plus, but I can't. Uh, so I'm going to give it a C and this is kind of why when we were picking out anime to watch this season, on the surface, Tokyo Avengers was going to give us that gang culture arc that was going to be uh, heavy influenced by fighting and and violence, and uh, you know it was going to be some type of of badass like character development. And we haven't gotten that yet. Uh, we've gotten tastes of it, like Donovan said, especially with this last episode, where where it was a great way to introduce people. I feel like we were finally hitting home on why we were excited to even start watching this. But the th- the irredeemable stuff is just the inconsistencies. Uh, Takamichi as a protagonist gets like you know a three out of ten from me. He is a bitch in the future. <laughs> He's a bitch in the past. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I am just. I'm not. <laughs> don't hate that take, Dan. I'm not gonna lie. Dan Dan Hassan's got a good point, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and that's the thing. Hold on. I just want to. Hold on. Can I just say one thing about yeah, that? That's another thing, right? You know, I don't mind. Like Zenitsu, Zenitsu from Demon Slayer, for example, right? He can be a bitch sometimes. But the thing is, if you're like a 13 year old and you're a bitch to like fight a fucking demon, that's one thing. But if you're a 25 year old man and like a fucking 15 year old's body and you're fucking scared of a fucking 17 year old, I don't give a fuck. If I go back in the past and I'm 25 years old and you're 17, I'm fucking you up. I do not not care. (laughs) Exactly. You're not doing it right. And you even compared it to to another anime, which is significantly better erased erased right. that again you know don't want to spoil it but older man younger body even younger than takamichi is and right. willing to stand up to grown-ass adults that right. are known to be violent right so if you can do that i don't understand why takamichi needs to be just 
such a bitch. Like, <laughs> right. such, it's really, right. it's really drawn out. <laughs> it's really, it's, it's really exactly. drawn out. And we're, inv- we, we've invested nine episodes and, and every time he takes one step forward, he takes two step back. If this, <laughs> if this, if this was an anime about Mikey and Drakun from the start, this would be at least a B plus anime. Cause those characters are really fun to watch, do their thing. The infighting between the two is just as fun as when they're getting along. Agreed. Uh, like the, the scene in the hospital when Draken makes Mikey realize that they need to take care of the families of the people within the gang. I was like, God damn, man, why are we wasting so much screen time on Takamichi? Like, and, and Nato, Nato sucks as well. Nato mm-hmm. is, is, is also garbage. Like this whole, and the last thing, cause I know, I know we need to wrap this up, but uh, the last thing I will say is the time traveling inconsistencies are bugging the crap out of me. Now that we've gotten like Avengers Endgame level uh, time traveling, this time traveling makes no sense. He shouldn't be able to go back into the future and then right back to, and as time passes on, go back to, or, Sorry, go to the past and then go exactly 12 years back into the future and just skip days where his body's just sleeping. Like, that's the kind of, like, imprints that his body's in two places at once. And if his body is in two places at once, then how is he affecting the timeline? Like, how is it changing, but then nothing changes? If the timeline changes that drastically, then he would never have met Naoto. You know what I mean? Like, there's it just leaves too many questions that I don't. It doesn't look like they're going to answer by the end of this uh, this season. So, I'm giving it a C. Uh, I think for a while I was going to give up on it. I, I had it at like a D plus, but they started to give us a glimmer of hope with uh, giving us some of the gang stuff that we were promised. Um, so, I mean, at this point, I'm I'm in till the end, but. Uh, uh, like like Andrew said, I, I don't know if this is going to be rememberable when when all is said and done. Um, which brings us to a great transition to an anime that uh, I think will be pretty rememberable. Eighty six. Oh. Now this one, when we were starting the season, there was a lot of hype over you know the My Hero Academia se- new season. Uh, to your attorneys getting a lot of a lot of fire. Uh, Tokyo Avengers was was getting a, getting a lot of heat. Eighty six is one I stumbled on by accident, and I convinced these guys to watch it. Um, and half of them carried out on that convincing. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> half of them. I wonder which. <laughs> Sorry, no shame, no shame. Um, but anyway, eighty six is about the Republic of Sam Magnolia, and they are in a war with the legion empire and it's believed that the legion empire is uh a robot nation or an autonomous uh nation of ais and sam magnolia has 86 districts but in the 86th district they dehumanize and discriminate against anyone with colored hair so everyone else in the 85 districts has silver hair and anyone with colored hair uh, is discriminated against. It's got really heavy Holocaust vibes to it. Um, and the story centers around <clears throat> Major Milsey, who is a handler. A handler is someone who sits behind a desk in San Magnolia and helps plan 
uh, war strategies and battle strategies with the 86 who fight the wars for them. So the, the main arc centers around her relationship with the 86 and her kind of stumbling upon all the injustices that they go through. And uh, there's a lot of character development on each side for that. Like Major Millsy learns the hard way about how to sympathize more with them. She can't really empathize, but sympathize more with them. And the 86 start to get like a little trusting with her and, and open up a little bit more and appreciate her efforts that she could be different from the other citizens in Sam Magnolia. And then the backdrop to the, to the season is the war itself. So uh, I think that's a pretty good setup. Andrew Sama, why don't you tell us your take on 86? So, uh, yeah, I think my take on 86 is going to be pretty indicative, uh, obviously, of, of the letter grade I'll be giving it, um, which in turn will make me uh, amend that previous grade I, I got. So, you know, a little teaser for you. But I, I do think 86 is, is a very solid anime. It's very good. I think uh, in this case, I probably came in with a little too high of expectations. So it was it was it was a bit weird because initially when the season started, I didn't have any expectations. So I feel as though if I had come in and just started watching it, it would have been, you know, very good. Uh, but having heard a lot of the love and hype it was receiving, I came in thinking, you know, okay, this could be, you know, really good, right? Like in that mm -hmm. eight tier type of anime. Um, and I do like it. I like the premise. I like the plot for all the reasons you just stated, Daniel San. Um, I think uh, Shin is a cool character. Um, I, I think his squad is is a is a you know pretty pretty neat motley crew that they've got going on. Um, but you know, Ma Major Mealy, she's yeah, she's, yeah. I feel yeah. you on that. No, I, yeah. I feel you on that, and and not to, to interject too too much, yeah. but uh, uh, Major Millsy, it's nice to see her character development, and it drives the story along. She plays a, a crucial role in the relationship with the eighty six and Sam Magnolia, but uh, the real emphasis to to what really like you know attracts me to eighty six is the 86 <laughs> uh right that's not your head squadron like, yeah exactly um spearhead squadron shin you know all of them with their call signs and everything like take shin for example uh mm -hmm. shin has a crazy backstory where his parents were killed in the war and his brother tried to kill him and then his brother goes off in the war and dies and so he is left growing up fighting the 86 and he is widely touted as the best fighter the best commander in the entire uh 86 army in fact we start off this series major millsy gets promotion to uh be the handler of their squad because shin has driven so many handlers like crazy so we're, we're coming into it thinking Shin's this off-the-wall, really abrasive character, someone who's going to backlash and everything. But he's way more stoic, and he's way more uh, calm and, and collected. And, and he's got a lot of poise, and, and everyone looks up to him. He has a lot of respect and renown. And the more we learn about him, the more I respect and renown him. Like, when we... 
we get the first episode where he shoots one of his comrades in the head and then takes their call sign off and puts it into a lockbox filled with like bare minimum like 30 to 50 other call signs like that's the badass shin that that we all know and love the one who's fighting a much larger war than what we were introduced to so i do share your sentiment that like when when like the first couple episodes uh it kind of didn't meet my expectations but then as i kept watching i was like okay i actually really like the way that each episode is directed because sometimes they'll start you off halfway through the episode and you'll go through like a five to six minute scene and then they will retract to what started that scene in the first place or a behind the scenes like if they started off with all the 86 in a room it will go back to major millsy even just like asking the questions uh from the other side and it really paints this uh intimate relationship between the two it's 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 good it kind of feels like i was watching a movie now that i've seen the ninth episode donovan do you have anything that i don't have too much x i only see one episode of 86 but what was the impact left on you um well the impact left on me was um the, the the thing that kind of deterred me from watching 86 was that it is a bit of a mecha anime um and i usually i usually tend to stray away from those but um the thing that did interest me was kind of this shin character who i didn't even really get introduced to yet and i kind of feel like uh, you know it's a missed opportunity he's a missed opportunity of a character because i was really interested in him because they built up a lot of hype behind shin so I would definitely be willing to give 86 another chance based off of off of his character and the 86 from what Dan was saying. Um, but even from the first episode, I felt like I wouldn't really like Millie too much. Um, how much screen time does she get? A lot. A lot. Yeah, yeah. A, a good bit. And and when it comes time for the letter grade and. And um, <laughs> you know our next segment. I, I I have I have some things. Yeah, I have some things. Mm-hmm. I don't need to add on to the punching bag that Tokyo Avengers is going to be. But eighty six, if no okay. one's going to take, well, you haven't reviewed it. I I will be your foil, Dan. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Uh, I I have a couple more things down in my notes that that might sway Donovan a little bit. Uh, I really do like the the intimate moments that they share because I think it's just good writing. I think a lot in anime, like this doesn't have a big sense of humor to it. It's definitely more of a drama and each episode is another opportunity to go deeper and deeper and deeper into the psyche of these characters, whether it's uh, Major Millie, otherwise known as Lena, um, getting too close to them and finding out more and more about Sam Magnolia's stance on them or you know uh her fighting to to keep them alive there are some redeemable qualities to her she stands up to her uncle uh, i think in episode eight and their interaction is actually like really deep in detail because she calls him out for like leading these people to their death they're promised that after five years that they're going to get out of the out of the 86 and they can be reintroduced into society again and that's not true whenever they get too close to their five years the military gives them an impossible mission that's basically suicide so their their whole 
their whole mission is to exterminate the 86 by the end of the war so that their history can be wiped clean with of them for good. And that's a stance that like the entire city has committed to. So that is the fight that Lane is fighting. So as much as it seems like hopeless and, and drawn out, like sometimes it, it can be really deep. Cause like it, it paints a good picture for what she does in episode nine. Um, and it gives some really good quotes. Like, she calls out her uncle for living in despair, and he says, well, you live in hope, and it's no, it's no different. Hope and despair are the same thing. You want something, and you can't have it. And I was like, damn. Like, you're not getting quotes like that in Tokyo Avengers. You're not even getting quotes like that in To Your Eternity. <laughs> no, shade, no shade. No shade. I love To Your Eternity. All right. But what I'm saying is, like, the, the writing is very intimate, and a comparison that you'll actually like, Donovan, is that it kind of reminds me of ReZero in the sense that the purpose behind the story and the protagonist are really, like, sentimentally involved uh, and drive it drive the story along. Now, ReZero is a lot more whimsical, and it plays on the... Uh, the inexperience of Subaru a little bit more and it plays it to a more humorous tone. But in this one, you know, the intimacy is exactly that it's intimate. It's a relationship that's, that's built over time in these nine episodes. And, and I caught up on the last couple today and I got to tell you, like, I'm actually going to be pretty generous with my, with my grade on it. So I'm going to give the letter grade of a solid B uh mainly because i can't i can't say that it's approaching a territory if there was some more fighting and if i liked major milsey a little bit more as a character i think you know i might be able to say like b plus a minus but it gets a solid b because the animation is good uh it's it's even i would say even better than than good for the battle scenes uh especially if you've seen episode nine um and the the intimate relationships between the characters actually makes a really good story, like a really well connected, well weaved story of character development. That uh, that's fun. I I do recommend this anime to people. Like like I think like if you're gonna recommend an anime to people, it has to at least have a B. So so I stand firm with the B. So I definitely agree with your letter gate your your letter grade um ranking and that's why real quick i would like to amend my letter grade for the earlier anime tokyo avengers uh i was way too generous because when i after i said that, i was like you know what a b is definitely something i would recommend and i would not recommend tokyo avengers right I yeah I I same so I, I need to bump it down to a c plus so so it can be a little more uh a little more accurate of, of how I actually feel about it. Yeah, it's got redeemable uh, qualities, but I mean, come on. We, we both know where that one's heading. Yeah. But, uh, when, it, when it comes to uh, 86, um, I'll say, I'll say earnestly, um, 86 has good potential. There's good potential. Uh, the Spearhead Squadron has, has good characters they they keep it light they keep it fun while also still very much so reflecting just how serious everything is um but the major to me is just she's just i don't i don't i don't really so i don't really care for her at all i'll i'll, I'll be uh, completely honest um she is good at what she does in terms of being a character to drive the plot like you said she drives forward a i'd say a, a pretty good plot 
Um, and because she is this uh, social justice warrior, it, it makes for, uh, you know, a foil to all the craziness that is going on in, in the capital of their empire. But I just, I just can't help but feel as though they choose to make her a more cliched, like social justice warrior kind of MC so they can drive the plot in certain directions versus, you know, having her be somebody that's more rebellious, like really rebellious instead of just like verbally, right? Instead of passive aggressively doing it. Yeah. 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 Right. Just like, I'm going to tell you off, but I'm not going to really do anything apart from telling you off. And, oh boy, it's episode five and I'm still just telling you off and, Hoping, you know, if I keep flailing my arm, somebody will finally be like, you know what? I think she's right. <laughs> so, you know, for that, she's she's okay. She's an okay character. She's nothing special, but she gets the job done. She moves the plot. Uh, so I don't I don't have too many qualms with her. Um, but, yeah, it's, she's not memorable uh, to me. Um, I don't really care for mecha fighting, but I will be objective. Um, the fighting is as cool as it can be, I'll say. Um, but because of the machines that they fight in and the the type of equipment it is, you know, it's it's clunky at times and it's not the most fluid. You're not getting this beautiful hand-to-hand combat. You're not getting these over-the-top, you know, uh, war scenes, like something from, like, you know, Arslan Senki or, or Sengoku Basara or something along those lines. Um, and and to me, the fighting is just okay. It's just okay. That's not what it's about, so I'm not going to dock a lot of points. Um, but I, I don't really – the fighting is not getting me uh, overly, overly invested. Um, like I said, it's characters like Shin, um, you know, like the uh, the loss of certain, certain processors within a squadron – that hold a lot more weight and value to it. Um, the animation, solid. Uh, for me, at first, I had to sit here and say, well, you know, does this plot really make sense to, to fuel so much hatred and separate these people into essentially ghettos and internment camps over the span of, uh, you know, or, or to have done it and in nine years to fuel so much hatred? You know, I really had to sit there and say, you know, how does this make sense? This, this feels kind of illogical. And then I stopped and I thought about the world. And I was like, that actually makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I, was, I was about to say, boom. Actually, I was about to say. <laughs> that actually so I actually thought that was pretty spot on. Probably the, one of the most realistic parts of the anime. Um, yeah, but like I said, overall, solid, solid. I'd give it a B, just like you, Dan. Um, it is an anime that I do recommend to people. I have recommended it. It's It's a B, so it's good enough that if I'm watching it with someone, which I am watching it with someone, you know, we're like, yo, don't watch that episode without me, right? Like, we're going to watch it together, right? And if you watch it ahead, now I'm a little upset. So so I think once you get into B uh, and and plus that, right, B or B or greater, um, that's when you start to get into that territory where you're a little you're a little defensive. You're like, whoa, you watched it without me or don't spoil it for me. Yeah. I want to get caught up. Um, like B minus, right B minus would be like you recommend it to someone because it has a lot of redeemable qualities and it, it might like hit one of your nit, uh, niches per se or like one of your one of your favorite right. uh, things about anime. 
Uh, but that B minus to B range is like, hey, I am thoroughly enjoying this. This, if this is up your alley or it remotely interests you, give it a chance. You know, give it the old three episodes. Mm-hmm. The old three episodes yeah. is, is 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 a you know an adage as old as time. It's it's a thorough strategy. Sometimes anime have pooper openings, but can end completely fire. So, uh, yeah, right. yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. I, I Donovan, totally do you think you'll watch it? Yeah. I think you should um, watch it. I'll give it three episodes. I definitely will give it three episodes and see how I'm feeling about it. If I feel like after three episodes, I could see it being like a B, I'll probably watch it. But like if I watch three episodes and I'm getting the vibe that it's going to be like less than a B minus. Like if it's going to be like a C plus, if I feel as though it might be a C plus, then I probably am not going to pick up, but continue on with it. So that's, that's where I'm at with 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 eighty six. But I'm interested though. I mean, I'm interested. You know, like you guys like it, and um, you know, I have seen a lot on Twitter and and you know, people on especially Twitter, but a lot of people on YouTube talking about eighty six and like raving about it. So I don't mind giving it a shot. But you know, kind of like what uh, you know what what Andrew Simon was saying, I, um, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of mechas, like the mecha, like military style anime, um, like kind of similar to like Gundam or something like that. But, um, I would give it a shot. I would give it a shot. I'll, I'll, I'll give anything the good old three episodes. And, and, and I'll be honest, Donovan, um, this, this isn't one of those anime where you're coming into it, and there's going to be something that's just going to like knock your socks off, right? There's mm-hmm. I wouldn't say there, there there's a lot of like wow, like shock and awe moments, but it's just it's consistently solid. It's consistently good. Um, you know, when I watch episodes, I'm never like that was a really like shitty episode. You know what I mean? Like why? Like I just wasted 20 minutes of my life, right? It's it, it doesn't ever have a Tokyo Revengers kind of feel where it's like <laughs> I think I should drop it, right? Like you watch a right. episode and you immediately feel like you should just drop it right now and you'd have right. no regrets. I think Even the, if people said it turned around, you'd have no regrets. I think right? the title of this episode should be if you haven't seen Tokyo Revengers, don't watch it. <laughs> we're we're sparing no opportunity to shit on that anime. And we even started off with oh, the yeah. shit and now we're just referencing the shit. <laughs> just the newest episode was pretty good. The newest episode was pretty good. I, I it, the newest episode might save it. Alright, so, so this will be a good uh, transition. We are going to go into our next segment, which is a little game that we have today. Our special focus of the day is perfect anime scenarios. How the game works is each one of us took one of the three anime that we are reviewing this week. Uh, Donovan has Tokyo Avengers, I have 86, and Andrew has To Your Eternity. We will take those anime and we will express what we w- would see that could make it, it perfect you know what i mean so maybe uh it's character development maybe it's the setting maybe it's the plot uh anything you know get creative with it that was that was the premise that was the uh the uh the prompt uh so we are going to start with donovan and uh tokyo avengers go ahead donovan i would love to start so you know, kind of what I was saying earlier in the review, you know, Tokyo Avengers has this thing where it's it's kind of grounded in this very serious theme of gang wars and trying to prevent, you know, the death of, 
you know, uh, multiple characters throughout the future. Um, but that serious undertone is kind of masked within this goofy aesthetic that is Tokyo Revengers with Takamichi being kind of this punchy bag slash gag character, but also the main character. Um, but the way I would change it is I would have Tokyo Revengers take place two in the future for like two episodes or so. So you can really get to know the tragedies that have taken place with the characters that we see in the past. Because the thing is, I don't really care about, um, I don't really care about his friends. I don't really care about Hina. I don't really care about a lot of the things that are going on in the past. So a lot of this like urgency that Takamichi is trying to carry throughout the series, I just feel like, you know, it just kind of not not well taken. Like I, I don't know. I don't really. I don't really care. Um, so that's what I would do. I would have. I would have Takamichi spend more time in the future up front. Um, I would also have uh, Naruto. I would have some Naruto uh, cutscenes in the future, um, and. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. If you can sprinkle Takamichi in the past, maybe two, three episodes, uh, in the future, two, three episodes, and then have Naoto um, give some cutscenes of him doing stuff in the future to progress the plot in the future, I think that would solve a lot of problems with Tokyo uh, Revengers. You know, it's really interesting that you said you would have more in the future because I would actually have only maybe only have had the first episode or two in the future. And then I would have completely made it about the past. I think one of the things that makes it super inconsistent is how it keeps jumping back and forth. Not only does it bring, uh, raise really big questions about the time traveling inconsistencies, but that break every time that Takamichi's ready to take the next step in his development is really like hurting the enjoyment of watching it. And I think like every time you sprinkle a little bit in what makes Tokyo Avengers good, and then you take him out of that scenario, it just, it's, it's really deflating for, for the audience. Um, and I actually, well, Oh, go, go ahead. I, I don't think that he should view a lot of traveling. I think he should have stayed. Like, I think we should have had like, you know, Takamichi in the future and him, us getting to know the members of uh, like his friends and like maybe a few gang members in the future. And then we should have just took everything to the past. So then that way we had some context to how these characters ended up and it would kind of add an additional emotional impact, um, you know, when, when, uh, when things happen. Uh, it's kind of hard because like Hina's dead. So it's like you can't, you don't really have time to care about her, but. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure he doesn't have any friends in the future. He works at a video store. His apartment's a mess. Uh, and his ex girlfriend from 12 years ago dies on the news. And he's like, huh, I haven't been with a girl in forever. <laughs> so he's not exactly yeah. the most social guy. I think, like, I think that was like kind of the premise of putting him in the past so he that he has this redemption arc. Um, so I don't know if spending too much time in the future Honestly, would make too much sense. I, well, no, I, I, I kind of agree with both of your points. So your points, Dan, is almost exactly the reason why I do think what Donovan's saying about 
spending more time or wait, spending more time in the future, correct? Is what you were saying. Mm-hmm. Uh wouldn't make sense. Because honestly, we, we don't care about him. And and he feels very much so he's he's giving Kristen Stewart Twilight vibes. He's yeah. giving, let me just give you the most bland <laughs> uh uh you know character that has zero personality. And what's gonna happen is all those losers out there, all those really weird people, just project whatever insecurities and shit you have onto this super bland blank slate, and then you'll love them. You'll just love them because it's like, oh man, I can relate, right? Because like I haven't done this or I haven't done that. And it's like, what man? That's one way to do it. Or, 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 hear me out. You could actually write a good character. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm not even going to, like, you know, Takamichi as a character is one thing. And I'm not going to, like, you know, I I think he's important. Like, having a character like him is somewhat important to the plot. Like, you got to have some type of growth. So having, like, you know, like, I don't think he should really change from being the main character. But... I definitely think that, you know, if the story had a more serious tone and um, there was something that made me care about the characters more and like about the decisions that Takamichi makes more, if there were just something, I, I, I really think that that was my kind of intention behind. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead and do something. You got something to say? Go oh, ahead. yes. Yes. Thank you, Donovan Chai. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, no. I, so I definitely <laughs> agree with what you're saying. And, and in regards to, to, uh, Takamichi, you know, uh, while we still have some time to talk about Tokyo Revengers, I want to hear uh, how how would you guys go about improving him as a character, right? Because essentially that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to improve this anime, get it to at least that B rating, if not better. Yeah, go ahead, Dan. What do you think? So, so hot take, the first thing I would do is I would remove everything that makes him a bitch. Uh, so let me elaborate. <laughs> he so the whole character throw the whole character out. <laughs> <laughs> no like like you guys bring up excellent points like if we spent like let's say the first three episodes of this anime in the future and we really get a sense for like how low his life has gotten he's at rock bottom before he gets hit by that train if we get a really painted picture of that while we're touching base on where the tokyo manji gang is now and and where some of these characters are at in the future that we touch base with on in the past while we're really feeling sorry for him then when he does get in the past and he does get faced with these intimate moments where he's encouraging himself to make a different choice the second time around it's not only you know uh you know cathartic but we can also empathize with it as people because there's plenty of things that all of us would love to change if we could go back in the into the past to these really crucial moments that define who we are for the rest of our lives. You know what I mean? So he gets that chance, but every time he's given that chance and it's always related to something, you know, going on in the gang, we're 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 ripped away from it, you know? He he has a vulnerable moment again. It's 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 that one step forward, two step back mentality, man. And so I would keep him on an upward pro- trajectory instead of having it be a roller coaster the whole time. Uh, as a character, he's just super inconsistent. I don't know what to expect on an episode to episode basis. I every week I go from I'm giving up on this show to man i really like mikey and Trakin a lot <laughs> and none of my thoughts are ever centered around takamichi so for him to be the protagonist he just needs to be a little bit more compelling and he's just not and 
and I think it's okay. Like, you know, I think it's okay if Takamichi is going to be a bitch. But the thing is, is that there's no real progression. He keeps doing the same thing every time where it's like, I'm going to stand up to you and scream at you. You can beat me up as much as you want, but I'm still going to like stand up to you. And I kind of respect that somewhat. But like at the same time, it's like, Not you no. know, no. No, not in the last right. episode. Like when everyone's fighting and and people you've never seen before are like are just dropping dudes and Takamichi's just running through the crowd. Jakun, Jakun, where are you? <laughs> nah, nah, I, I'm out on I'm out on Takamichi. <laughs> Give me more Mikey. Well, well, that's that's my uh, just to wrap it up. So uh, so then uh, Andrew Andrew uh, Samuel can go. So that's my my take. Like if if it were me and I had a chance to rewrite uh, Tokyo uh, Revengers, I would spend more time in the future um, or it, implement some device, some plot device to really get us to care more about his friends um, and Hina. So that when he does get all, you know, emotional about like the decisions that need to get made, it doesn't make him seem like a whiny bitch. It actually, we're with him on that sense of urgency. Um, that would be a, a thing that would change. And I would also make Naoto, um, I would make Naoto more involved. That's it. Yeah. Honestly, uh, you know, I, I can't I can't disagree with anything you guys are saying. I mean, all of them would be wildly great improvements over the, you know, anime that we're currently watching. Um, <clears throat> and, and I think the reason why it seems like we hate on it so much, the reason why is because it's not like it's just a turd of an anime, right? It's not it's not mm-hmm. it's not like it's one of those super, you know, uberly trash movies like sharknado where it's so bad it kind of comes back around full circle to kind of being entertaining right it's it's just stuck in this pit of just pure mediocrity yeah you're you're in that kind of gray area it's almost more frustrating because it's like i want to like you right i want to i want to see where this goes I, i want there to be potential but i just know there isn't and i you start to even feel more frustrated because you're like am i wasting my time Mm -hmm. right and, Agreed. You know, in reality, um, we're not entirely certain, right? Um, right. You know, for the for the point of this segment, I'd say no, because I'm I'm enjoying myself. But if I were just a normal anime watcher, I don't know. But uh, one anime that won't do that to you, to your eternity, uh, to your eternity. Take it away. Give us the perfect scenario, boo. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, so. I'll be honest, a pretty hard homework assignment to do. Uh, I rewatched episodes one through nine. Well, episode Dang. nine came out Sunday, but I rewatched them. Really want to make sure I gave it its due diligence. And to your attorney, I must say, fantastic, great opening, pink blood. Woo! Okay. <sighs> but I got a couple things, and, and starting in reverse order, you know, um, some things that aren't really that important that I would fix, and, you know, ending on some of the bigger ones. I'd say, um, you know, uh, sometimes that recap at the beginning, I feel like for binging purposes, you know, it, it was a little, sometimes it'd be a little lengthy. Sometimes it's a little annoying. I feel a little urge to skip it. But for weekly watchers, I think it's pretty good. I think it's pretty helpful. Mm-hmm. Even with that little grievance, I can find something good in it. Uh, I'd say um, the first real thing that kind of made me scratch my head and be like, really? 
um, is when uh, Perona didn't take the hide of Oniguma uh, because March just went <laughs> letter. And, like, and she's making all this noise. And I'm like, Bitch, I love you. And that's why I don't want you to die right now. Why are you screaming, y'all are prisoners? You're going to get your sister. You're going to get yourself. Fuck the old lady. You know what I'm saying? Fuck Piran. But you're going to get y'all killed. And yet you need to chill. Okay. So that was that was one little thing, and it was not just you need to chill so y'all don't die. It was let's let's think, okay? Seriously, Perona made a good point. She said, "Girl, if we don't take this high back, more little girls like you, March, is gonna die." So like, these motherfuckers is crazy. You don't exactly. understand that. You know, savages, right? Okay, like like no, they out here killing little girls. <laughs> little girl. like, like you're a prisoner. That letter's never getting back to your family. <laughs> exactly. She said, "You know what? Mm-mm. You ain't gonna." Hurt that already dead bear. It was already dead. And Perona said they're gonna burn it. They're gonna right. burn it for the evidence. And even knowing that March still said no, because it's in pain, it's it's in peace, or it's in peace now after having experienced so much pain. And you know what? I can't even hate it that much. One, because March is very little. She is that naive. I know that's, mm-hmm. which makes her character that much better, I'd say. And then the other thing is March is just such a caring and compassionate person. That even though the bear tried to eat her, tried to kill her, she could still understand its feelings that it was just a bear that was being attacked by humans and didn't deserve necessarily to be attacked just for existing as a bear and just doing what it does, and that's eat. So right. really, even in that, I could still find something good. But we'll 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 press forward. We'll press forward. Um, you know, I'd say off screening Oniguma. Cause I was hype. I was like, "Ooh, get him, Fushi! Fushi fucking him up in that wolf form. He's biting on the snout and everything." And it it wasn't a real off screen because we saw some of the fight, and I guess they didn't want to just show us, you know, Fushi just hanging on until he bleeds out the whole time. But it felt like you know there could have been a little more fight to him. You know, it was it man. Was still if they're good. gonna rip our heartstrings like this, episode to episode, they could have at least showed us that. <laughs> yeah, we were owed that. All that, that strife. Um, so that was one thing. Uh, I would say I would say better animation, but the animation is not bad. Let's let's start there. Let's start there. I'm not saying the animation is bad. Freaking love to your attorney. Okay, but is it good? But, but it could be great. And if it was yeah. great, if it was ufotable levels, right? right? If it was that uh, uh, fate stay night that that demon slayer type levels. Woo! I mean, how is this not a ten out of ten? I feel like they they have good moments for the animation, but like in the moments that aren't like supposed to be highlighted, then they really cheap out, and I do notice they that. Do. There were a couple and times like, I paused it because I noticed it, and I'd go back five seconds, and you know it's it's kind of giving a little Dragon Ball Super vibes, where it's like yeah, just kind of outlined them and got the figure loosely correct, right? Yeah, but, uh, that's also what I mean. You know, yeah, I I agree with that sentiment. It needs to. You need to take it down just a tiny bit because, like, it's not even... It's the worst animated of the ones we're reviewing at the moment, and there's not a lot that are worse animated this season, let alone, like, ones we could just list off the top of our head. You know what I mean? So, animation is definitely where it lacks. Like, 
we give Tokyo Revengers a lot of shit, but it's way better animated than than To Your Eternity is. So, um, so that's that's that, and I have, I have two two last points. Um, I would say a, a better ending song. Um, the ending song isn't bad; it's okay, but I don't think it's very memorable. I don't think you guys are sitting here humming it. What, what do you guys think about the, the ending? Uh, the I. I like both the opening and the ending because it it doesn't dictate, but it emphasizes exactly how I feel when I'm coming into To Your Eternity and when I'm leaving To Your Eternity. So, like, fair, if, you take, if you take the first episode, for example, when it, when you hear that theme song, you're like, oh, man, is this anime going to be like this? And then when you're getting out of the anime and it hits you with that like slow song, you're like, it really is going to be like this. Episode to episode, the whole thing. <laughs> Just weighing on your heart. <laughs> yeah, pull it on those hearts. I, I still think it could be uh, slightly better in terms of whether you know it's more melodic or or... I don't know, but but I do like the range of emotions in, in the song where it goes from like that kind of like soft, subtle to like the end is a little, little, little got a little rage to it, a little flavor at the, at the very end. So even that's not that bad. And then final, final, uh, uh, you know, kind of knock or, or improvement is I would have given um, a little more time, a little more love to uh, to Gugu's older brother. Um, just yeah, I think it would have hurt that much more when Gugu gets betrayed. Um, and I didn't really get an excuse. We didn't really get anything. Um, and the more I think about a lot of these points, the more I can still just justify why it's good. Because we're supposed to feel what Gugu feels, and we don't get that closure. Gugu doesn't get any closure from his brother. Ah, as it's to not why over yet, Why he did that to him. What? Oh, I'm sorry. What did you say Daniel's on? It's not over yet, though. He gave him the ring. We haven't gotten that far. Gugu's story is not over yet. Although, with the way the last episode ended, I'm pretty sure I know exactly what's going to happen to Gugu. <laughs> yeah, but um, we'll, we'll see. You know, we'll see what happens next. But okay, that I, I agree with all all that. I mean, that is a tough homework assignment, and you really did your due diligence, which you know is is shows in 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 what you would change, and it's not much. It really isn't. We're we're getting stingy over animation and more screen time for side characters that aren't crucial to the story. Like when when your complaints are like that, you know the rest of it is just that much fire. And easily, I think this is a consensus. I don't think this is a bullish thing to say. This isn't a hot take. You know, uh, we all agree that to your eternity is the crown jewel of the spring season so far. Uh, you know, at least what from what I've seen like it's it's kind of like a open and shut case like it's the most well-rounded anime and we're gonna get into the uh to to we're gonna get into to your eternity god hard to say uh a little bit more once we finish up this game but now we're gonna shift to 86 and kind of going off of you know what we were talking about earlier uh one of the first things i would do to improve 86 is kind of like what Donovan was saying with uh, Tokyo Avengers, like, you know, taking the protagonist and giving it like almost a complete makeover. So Major Millsy is, you know, the plot driver because she's the bridge between the two worlds like Sam Magnolia and the and the 86. 
but her development is kind of flat and she's kind of pigeonholed in her role. Like, like Andrew Simon said earlier, like she, there's not too much that she is capable of doing other than throwing a hissy fit every time she sees an injustice. And she she gets much more redemption out of her interactions with the 86 because it's much more intimate it's much more sincere it's much more uh on the surface as opposed to you know uh just bouncing back off of the people who are ignoring her as he fits in in you know the republic uh so a stronger a stronger protagonist for sure um I wanted more screen time for the 86 and I wanted more screen time for the, the fighting. So the 86, every time they get screen time, I, I eat that shit up. I can eat that shit for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Uh, they, they're really cohesive as a unit and they kind of stimulate you a little bit similarly that like, uh, to your eternity where it's, it's these situations that you can really empathize with. They're trying to make the 86 relatable so that you can, you know, humanize them yourself as the audience so that you can get on board with how the capital or the Republic dehumanizes them. So they have all different types of characters from, and they put them in all different kinds of situations. Like Shin is that stoic badass that almost like Captain Levi like character uh, that really grounds the group in both, you know, um, off battle and in battle but the rest of the characters are really good too like like the guys and the girls talking about their crushes like when they're in the mess hall messing with each other playing games and uh you know some of it they have to do to to really like you know uh some of it they have to do to to get past the pain to get past the bad situation um so i would have given more screen time to them and i know that Andrew said something about mech fighting. Well, both of you said something about mech fighting, but I thought the battles were actually really cool. So if we got like, you know, two to three more minutes of that, like per episode, I would have been really happy. Um, Andrew Sama, you had something to say. Yeah. So, so honestly, um, <clears throat> what I will say though, Donovan is the, the mech fighting, what makes it more than toler tolerable and, and actually interesting is the, the strategy and tactics. Right, seeing Shen flex on the major and be like, "Hey, don't do this because that makes us vulnerable." You know, sharing, uh, you know, visuals. Right, like they're able to like hack into it and they can pinpoint our location. Right, right, or setting up like kill zones so they can just like slaughter enemies that have overwhelming numbers. Like just flexing that big brain, that high IQ. But I have a question: Do hundred IQ? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, go is ahead. It, is it? Is it really like? Do you get to see like? Is the strategy like real? Like, yes. if you explain the strategy, or is it just like, uh, like a pseudo strategy? You know what I mean? Like, do you actually? It is a full out plan. That that is the handler's job. So that's like Ma Major Millie is standing behind like a big computer, and she has like a giant map with all of their pinpointed locations, and locations of the lesion, and she's feeding them strategies and tactics based on their formations based on the topography based off of you know um the lesions incoming attacks based off of like histories of how the lesion attack like they actually go really in depth with it and that's why i kind of wanted them to spend more time with it that and the fact that like the animation for the fighting was actually really good especially for mech fighting 
Um, that's kind of one of the things that, that I really held on to in the earlier episodes, wishing for, to get more. And you do get, you, you do get a considerable amount in episode nine. I'm not going to lie. That's going to be dope when you guys see, uh, Shin fight his brother. That's going to be lit. Yeah. So like, like I said, it's something that, that I would recommend. So Donovan, you really do got to watch it. Uh, I do think you'll enjoy it, but like I said, it, there's not a lot of like, wow, you know, this this is going to make me, you know, this defining moment is going to make me keep watching it. I need to know what's in the basement, right? I, I need to know, you know, you know what, what is like the promised Neverland? What is the whatever, right? Like I, there, there's nothing that really keeps you driven yeah. per se in that aspect. But uh, in return, it's very solid. It's very solid. Like I said, there's never been an episode where I didn't like it. I've liked every episode, but you know, I wouldn't necessarily say that there was any episode either so far that's made me go like, damn, that was a really good episode, right? It's just, it's just consistently good. Like, yeah. And it's funny because when you mentioned like the ending song for, uh, to your eternity, I didn't even think about that for, uh, for 86, but I actually really like, that's another thing I should, I should add about it. I actually really like the way that it ends. Like the way that it ends, it always ends on a point of emphasis and a, and a point of emotional or intimate emphasis. And the ending song really hammers that and exponentially, you know, gravitates that for you. Like it and each episode ends with me being like, damn, OK, I get how much deeper each of the each of the characters are because they went through this. Yeah. So speaking of emotions, let's finally get to this long awaited to your eternity review. Yes, sir. All right. So I, I guess uh, since, since, you know, I, I had the homework assignment of to your eternity, I'll just get the ball rolling. Yeah, and please, yeah. I'll, I'll be honest. You know, I'm, I'm the kind of guy that does, you know, you guys know me. We've known each other for several years now. I wear my heart on my sleeve. I'm, I'm a pretty, you know, uh, emotional guy. I'm an empath, right? I'm, I'm very empathetic. And I'll be honest, there's not, I don't know, there's very rarely an episode where a nigga don't cry because them motherfuckers do such a good job. It's, it's and, and yes, Dan, it doesn't have any Star Wars level reference of, you know, this debate between good and evil and what is evil and what is good. It doesn't have that that super strong philosophical debate that they try and put in 86. But what I will tell you is they're so good at humanizing their characters. Agreed. Donovan. Yeah. That thing you were saying about, um, about, you know, them being really good at setting the scenes and making, you know, making you really feel what these characters are feeling, really feeling the scenes that they want you to feel. I think that's really true. Like one thing that I was mentioning to uh, Daniel San before is uh, with the music. I feel like, um, or the soundtrack, the soundtrack mm-hmm. for the actual anime. I just really like how the the sound that I'm hearing into your eternity at, at the moment of uh, of any given scene is the perfect sound. Oh, like it, for sure, it's the perfect soundtrack. Whether it's like Goo Goo uh, cooking in the kitchen, or you know, whether it's um, them being in the forest, or even in the first episode where you had you know the guy with the white hair walking with the wolf um, Fushi, um, and you know things are getting progressively worse. 
the music is is following along with it perfectly. Um, yeah. And I just think that really adds to the tone of the show. Um, yeah. I agree. Uh, it kind of it kind of uh, what's the right word? It kind of adds to that emotional you know uh, commitment that you you have with the episode or the series in general. Like take uh, the first episode for example. Uh, first episode is a heart crusher, but you have no idea where it's going at first. At first, you're introduced to this orb that comes down, and then it becomes moss or, or a rock. It becomes a rock, then it becomes moss, and then it becomes the the wolf, and then it meets the white hair boy. And for the first like five to eight minutes or so, I was get I was like, you know, is this going to be the whole anime? Because I'm not sure if I'm you know gonna like how much he is like you know talking with the wolf and everything and i had a little bit of reservations with it but with with the way that that episode played out it was it was perfect the writing in this is just so good and that's why i i really agree with andrew sama's point about like you know this is a home run hit for empaths if you if you empathize a lot with like you know uh, when you watch something or just if you're an empathetical person in general, this one really tugs at your heartstrings because the stimulations that Fushi does go through are stimulation or stimulations that we go through as people. You know, I, this this anime as a whole is a reflection of stimulation that drives life. That's the point of Fushi. Now we get it in different flavors, like it's more indigenous, you know, like we don't live in an indigenous indigenous world. We don't live in a tribe that sacrifices children so that, you know, crops grow larger. <laughs> and I, we're sure not I mean, if you think about cares. it, I mean, <laughs> if, if you think about it, I mean, you know, on a systemic level, I think we do sacrifice children so that we can hey, make hey, crops hey, grow. But, for the uh, politics podcast, okay? <laughs> yeah, save it for your blog, Donnie. <laughs> Check but, me out at uh, at Don Don at blogspot.com though. <laughs> but I also think that it's like uh, something that adds to that emotional commitment is ripping characters away from you, because it's like you know they ripped the white haired boy from us, and I don't know his name. Sorry, I don't think it was ever introduced to us. But so and they never introduced never it. To us. That's yeah, something they that they mm-hmm. tease that Fushi was told his name but can't remember. Right. So so they rip that boy away from us, but that's the main form that Fushi takes. So every episode, we're reminded of that heartache that we went through in the first episode, and it adds to that emotional commitment of these smaller arcs as we go on and follow Fushi's progress. Yeah, honestly, th- that that's that's a perfect point, Dan, because these characters – they're so simple and, and just human in nature, right? The, the way that they, they write the characters, the, the honestly applause I need to give to the, the freaking voice actors and actresses because they knock it out the park, whether they're joking around and having a laugh or, or whether, you know, they're smiling and, and, and having a great time together. But I mean, I'll, I'll be 100% honest. Uh, and and maybe I am overhyping this character, but you know I challenge you to find me a character like March, where you can get two and a half. She was in about three episodes tops before she dies, and you really fucking care. Like I mean, really care. I I can't recall a character that in that short span of a time that I cared about that much. 
except for communism. You know, you know, you know, big bro Nichan, Kamina. And even Kamina had about what, like a good five, six episodes, right, Donovan? Um, yeah, six episodes, yeah. He had, he had about six episodes, right? And he was in episode one through episode six. March San did it in half the time. And honestly, uh Nichan hits in, in a different way, but March, I mean, when she says this is something that I can do. Oh. Now, it's funny that you say that because I actually think Perona was a much better character in that arc. I liked the fact that she developed this relationship with March based off of losing someone in the past and that she had a goal that she was committed to. A, she was not willing to let go of that relationship that she had with March. So the first part of the arc, she stages a rescue mission but then the second half of the of the arc is her emphasizing that relationship with march and we and we get a lot more details on why that relationship manifested the way that it did march's impact not just on fushi but on her is monumental absolutely monumental and you see that when march dies because perona is just a sobbing mess and when she picks up the goddamn blade i'm like yes kill that bitch she's she deserves everything and then she takes it to her own throat and she's about to kill herself because she's like this is just isn't fair i shouldn't have to go on living like this i don't have the strength for this and march as a ghost is trying to stop her but can't the way that they drew that whole scene out is the epitome of why To Your Eternity cannot be matched this season. That type of emotional depth that rips at the heartstrings of its audience, you know, week to week, like, like that was just such an intense moment. And I, I think, like, out of that arc, even though March was, like, the catalyst, I think, like, you know, March's importance not just on Fushi but on the other characters around her is really important. But I think Perona had the best arc because she even had to take March's dead body back to her parents. Could you imagine like the start to end emotional trauma that that Perona had to go through? That that to me, like I'm so glad that with Gogu we have such a more grounded uh, arc. Because I, I gotta be honest with you guys. Between the white-haired kid dying and 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 the way that March and Perona's arc ended, I needed a break. <laughs> Go ahead, Donovan. <laughs> and, and a really quick point, Dan. I'm I'm not saying that Perona isn't a fantastic character. She is, and that's everything that you said is exactly why I'm saying March's death and March's Agreed. character is so good. Mar it's, it's a yin and yang, a perfect balance between two great characters that complement the shit out of each other. Because yeah. you don't have Perona be somebody that's that's so great without fighting for such a lovable character like March. And you don't have March's death and, and, and the significance of trying to rescue March not be, you know, something worth watching if Perona herself isn't such a strong, independent character as well. So it's just a perfect compliment, in my opinion. I completely Don agree, Donovan. Yeah, I I didn't really uh I didn't really like the March art too much. Not gonna lie, I felt like March's death was kind of forced a little bit. I, I felt like she didn't necessarily have to to die. Like from a story create like a story perspective, I feel like it wasn't really necessary for Fushi having her 
as a like as a form isn't really useful and i feel like in that moment she didn't necessarily have to jump in front of the arrow like that agreed um, i thought that was really corny actually because she when she said there's something i can do like what was it that she thought she could do did she think she could catch the arrow did she think she could push someone out of the way of the arrow and if she thought she could push her out of the way did she not think that they were going to fall off the wagon <laughs> like to be honest with you i thought that was a little forced i agree with you donovan that was the that was the one thing about march's uh arc that left a bad taste in my mouth but i think her death was important for perona's arc and that's why i think like i can accept it but it is a tiny bit of a flaw andrew sama so I will say that I definitely see where you guys are coming from, but but I disagree. I disagree. I don't think you have a better story without March dying. I don't think you have uh, that that you know awesome finishing touch to Perona's character arc. I you definitely don't get to see that awesome moment with Fushi going enraged and destroying the city. That doesn't happen if you know if if Perona isn't isn't holding march and, and march is dead in her arms right you know there's there's so much else that we would focus on and still be focusing on instead of us getting to meet uh goo goo and and everyone else yes yes i agree or, but the whole oh, thing right. is like like we knew she was gonna die when she was introduced okay she was introduced as this little girl we're like this is the next person that's gonna die in our lives we were just ripped away from this white haired boy that was super independent this little girl the whole premise was that she was going to be sacrificed. We were we were ready to say goodbye. And, you know, they staged the coup. They, they tried and save her. We still knew she was going to die. The only issue I had was with how she died. I didn't think it was organic. I thought it was forced. Like, if, you know... I don't... I, I, I'm, I can't write a better death at the moment in the top of my head. But, like for all the common sense and levity that March does bring to the story, that was a moment where she was very absent-minded and I get her intentions of wanting to help, but it was just really, really forced. Her death is important for that arc and for Fushi moving on though. I agree, but that's my point. Donovan. And, and I think, I think that, um, you know, one thing that that I, th I thought of from this newest episode that actually now that we're on the topic of it um, is this kind of theme of of sacrifice that happens in to your eternity. Like, for example, you have March sacrificing her life to save her older sister. Um, and then you also have the theme of, you know, of Gugu sacrificing, you know, that ring that could take him from you know, uh, an even lower position that he was in in life um, by the end of the episode, because now, you know, that life that he had with the old man, he had to leave. And now he was on the street. No one wanted to hire him. He was in, he has this ugly ass face. So he's in an even worse position. Uh, and um, he gave away that ring to his brother. So um, I think there might be a theme of sacrifice there that uh, should be explored. I agree. Uh, not to not to cut you off, Andrew, but I agree. I think like I think the the point of sacrifice is how Fushi moves on because Fushi is very dependent at the moment. He's gaining a lot of tangible human skills and he's learning what it is to be human. But the narrator is 
implementing these little moments that kind of rip him away from his stimulation. He's getting too comfortable. That's why he's sending like, that's why episode nine ended the way it did. He was like, you got to be careful. You're not learning the right skills at the moment. And like, I'm going to keep testing you. So if you're only learning friendship and how to make each other feel better, how's that going to help you when this tree monster that can turn into your loved ones comes to kill you? <laughs> like, and, and it rips away like your feelings and stuff. like that is, I think we'll also get explored a little bit more, but with Gogu, Gogu was a really interesting arc and a really interesting character because he had, a lot of opportunities to uh, to be, have a lot of self-love. And he took a lot of chances. Not a lot of people who have self-doubts or some, like a lot of rejection from society like that can still walk. But he was very optimistic, man. And it rubbed off on me, man. I mean, like, I, I empathize with that. Like, he, despite his feels, he keeps plugging along. Andrew-sama? Yeah, so so real quick, I want to address uh, uh, something that you said earlier, Donovan, um, about uh, about March's character. Um, I I do think I do think March is a, is a good character just because um, for for her, right? She she all she wanted was that one dream to grow up, right? She's wanted to be an adult. Yeah, she, she wanted to be a mama, right? Taking in Perona. You know, being able to have that relationship with her, like I feel like I feel like March is a good character, and even teaching uh, Fushi one of the first real valuable skills he needed for essential survival, which was how to gather fruit. So when you say Fushi doesn't take on her form, like when he takes on her form, it's useless. I think that's completely false. That that literally kept him from dying. He kept repeatedly dying before he met her. He was soiling himself. He couldn't get any food. He couldn't do anything. And she gave him the first valuable trait for just yeah. essential survival. I also yeah, like how he true. turns into March when when the girl's looking for Reen in uh right. in the last episode. Yeah, that was a good scene. That March was a good scene. And starts like crying and, and the way he's like, wait, where did this <laughs> little girl come from? <laughs> like, Fushi's learning. That was bro. a good scene. Fushi's learning. Really good scene. So so that's that one point. But um to your point about Gugu, I I do agree. I think I think Gugu is a, is a good character. I think it is refreshing, um, and and yeah, I, I do think that it gives us a you know a good amount of time to breathe compared to like the theme of sacrifice you've been talking about. So, uh, I think with with this series, I think we're getting like a full slate of like twenty four or twenty five episodes. So there's going to be plenty of time to talk about to your eternity. But one thing I want to um, Kind of, one topic I kind of want to end on today is what we think the narrator's role is and how we feel about how he's inserted himself up into this point and kind of just like, you know, project what you think the narrator is going to bring to the story going forward. Um, uh, Donovan, what, what is your initial, you know, uh, thinking of the narrator? Um... I don't. I don't really have. I don't really have too much thought about him. Um, I think that he leaves room for a lot of interesting things to happen in the series, especially because it is such a long series. Um, I think you know anything happened like there could be 
there are other Fushis essentially that exist out there that are going to challenge him in the same way that that tree did. Um, so, or actually, I don't even think that tree was like a Fushi type thing. I think there were other, right? Was it? I don't really know so if it was. The tree, yeah. as defined by the narrator uh, and, you know, his creator, mm-hmm. was that it is his enemy. Um, yeah. Now, whether or not he sent them to fight against Fushi, it doesn't necessarily seem to be the case, in my opinion, because why would you send them to go fight Fushi and possibly kill him? When at the same time you're getting upset because like you need to progress faster so that you don't die, right? If you're right. on not dying, then it doesn't necessarily make sense to send them to to go with the intent to kill. Now it'd be mm-hmm. different if it was like, okay, well he just needs to be tested. I'm gonna send these to test him, but he's like, there's a sense of urgency, right? He's like, I need to I need to accelerate some things real quick because. Like you said, Dan Daniel San, like he's not developing those those combat skills that he needs to actually, you know, fight against this kind of, uh, you know, foreign threat. Right, mm-hmm. and what's kind of funny is we do see him fight. We see him take the the wolf form multiple times to defend the people that he cares about, uh, and we see him. Uh, you know, stand up for himself, especially when he was getting pelted by spears in that prison. He ended up like fighting back and now he can create spears, you know? So like the narrator was a little ominous about whether he's the one creating these creatures or not. And I think he is because like those creatures don't seem of this world until we get like a deeper uh, backstory on that. I don't think there's any spoiler there. I think like the narrator is trying to drive us towards a bigger goal. We like Donovan said he didn't put too much thought into it, and that's because we've been you know blessed with some really good storytelling, some really good arcs, mm-hmm. and some really good human experiences. But we have to remember like there's a purpose why Fushi was even sent to the to Earth to begin with, and I think we haven't even scratched the surface on what that goal is. But I think as Fushi develops, like he's almost mm-hmm. like he's almost like an independent person at this point. And when he becomes more independent, it's going to be like you're immortal. So what is your is your goal to live forever or is your goal to make an impact? The narrator says, you know, to to the goal is to protect this world. The goal is to learn as much as you can about it so that you can protect this world and make it a better place and stuff like that. So being able to combat evil and things that might try and rip that away from you is crucial. So I don't know if it's him trying to stimulate Fushi in uh, a more drastic way, like like to incentivize him in in a in a deep cut way or or what. But uh, um, I have a feeling we're gonna we're gonna see a lot lot more, lot lot more. I feel I, I have a feeling uh, this is just the tip of the iceberg, my friends. <laughs> oh, yeah. So so what's our rating, boys? What's our what's our rating? What, what are we gonna give this one? Ooh. I'll go last this time. Okay. Um, I'll go first. I am <coughs> going to give it through nine episodes. I'm going to give it an A minus. And, you know, I want to, I, I want to be generous because like the, the way that I like to rate anime is by how it makes me feel. And to your eternity does a really good job of, uh, really like accentuating like all of my emotions, but like keeping me emotionally invested episode to episode. 
Uh, so I I want to give it an A minus because again, like March's death is something is is a stain for me, but I also need to see exactly where Fushi is going to develop because a lot of the rememberable scenes for us are scenes that are stimulated by these side characters or these arcs and everything. So if Fushi doesn't end up having like a greater purpose than where he is now, uh, then I really think that it could drop down to a B plus. But if it continues on the trajectory that it's on right now, I think to your eternity, not only can go up to an A, but potentially an A plus, but could be remembered for, for years to come as one of the most emotionally impactful anime, you know, of this generation. Yeah, I, I'd probably give it. I'd probably give to your attorney a minus two. I really anime that I, I usually like are anime that have you know completely unique um, like plot lines, and uh, I think Tokyo. I, not Tokyo Revengers. I think that to your attorney definitely has that. Like you know the the concept of this inanimate object taking on forms of, of dead things. Um, is just really unique, and I think that the way that they're executing it in a very like human uh, humanistic uh, way, I think is very uh, interesting. You know, it could have been like a battle anime. It could have been, you know, uh, so many different things. But for it to be about people and how people grow and what it means to be human, I think is very uh, in, in endearing um, of the series. Uh, so I give it an A minus. The reason why it's, I, I'd add the minus on there is because I think that there are some things uh, like the animation, and I think that sometimes the characters can fall flat. Like for example, um, if you take like the the most recent arc, the Gu, the Gugu arc, um, where you know you got the 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 rich woman, uh, the rich girl. Um, I, for, Reen, I forget Reen, her name. Reen. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Reen. Uh, where she's kind of um, she's kind of a flat character, and you have the the I don't know the characters aren't too dynamic. Uh, but um, I disagree. I disagree. yeah, I say a minus. I disagree. I, I think so. Yeah. Bro, I think, bro, okay, go ahead. Re, like, don't don't hate on Reen like that. Like Reen, not only was she, you know not acting all rich and mighty like like there's definitely like a paradigm in the in that world where like her family's rich and everyone else has to struggle so she doesn't see it like that she doesn't abuse that power she's in fact running away from it and trying to create a world for herself and the conversation that she has with gogu when gogu's around the tree and everything bro like reen's a real one Reen's a real Reen's a ride yeah, or die. She's a good character. Yeah, she's a good, good character. character. I, 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 agree I disagree with, you, with the flatness. With you, Dan. I don't. I don't think she's one I of mean. those characters. I think. I think she's a flatter character than some of the other characters. But you know, I think. I think she's a. I think she's a better character than like Boo's man. I think she's uh, who? Who? Oh, the Boo's man. man. Oh. <laughs> I, I, mean, I think she's just Boo's man's just comedic relief. Let's be honest, but he's yeah, good comedic honestly. relief. I they they said he was up to shady stuff, and he made an organ that creates alcohol and put it in Goku. <laughs> I think that's amazing. I was like, Dan probably would have loved that, but <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, PR on the 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 old lady. Um, you know, I'd say like. Even though she's been fairly important at times to the plot, I'd say Reem's been a better character. 
Um, exactly mm-hmm. for the reason you said, uh, Daniel San. You know that conversation with Gugu took her from flat, obnoxious character, you know, that's airheaded or whatever, to someone that's that's a little more relatable. Not in the sense of like the money, but relatable in terms of you know wanting to be independent. Yeah. Right, wanting to feel like she's her own individual and own person, and honestly, the, the selfishness of humanity because too much of this show is about sacrifice at times. That you need these selfish characters to, you know, uh, juxtapose uh, people like Gugu, right? Yeah, when Gugu says you're an idiot over and over and over again. You can't understand how good you have it. Having someone like Reen uh, to to sit there and say, okay, well, I understand. That, that you wouldn't be able to relate to uh, me because, you know, I was rich and, and you didn't grow up like that. But in the same regard, right, you know, like this this wound, even though it's tiny and it's going to heal and it's not as grievous as yours, it still hurts my feelings, right? It, like, yeah. like, it showed humanity in, in that from the littlest things that seem small and naive to other people, how it impacts us as individuals, right? Like it, it, it means a lot to her that he didn't you know understand especially when he had his injuries right and even despite all that she's still like look dude you know what i mean you've been calling me an idiot this whole time all this different stuff but i still like you you know what i mean you're still cool like it's the fact that you can like speak your mind and and like be your own person that like makes you you know somebody special to me and like dude i'm here for it yeah me too so what would you Um, rate it andrew I would rate it an A minus as well, unfortunately. Uh, oh man, give it three for three. <laughs> I thought I, I thought the way that you were fanboying over it, you were gonna give it an A plus. No, where's the minus at? So I want to give it an A, but the minus comes into play. A plus is like automatic. It's got to be like top five or. Top oh yeah, three. yeah. You top gotta five. be like classic or something. Yeah, yeah. But it has the potential. It has the potential. Um, we'll have to have a podcast on that on A plus anime. That's gonna be a good oh, pod. Heck yeah, heck yeah. I'll say um, the main reason is because uh, his creator. I feel like right now, I'm not really enjoying that plot thread too much, and I'm actually concerned that the more that we get into it, the more silly or asinine it might be, and it might actually detract from the story and the value of the story. And God forbid this turn from. Uh, you know, uh, emotional, empathetic story about stimulation, and it's some dumbass shit like him fighting some OP. <laughs> I'm like, no, if it turns into that, I'm just, oh, uh, it'll still be at least like a B or B plus, but but it, but it could seriously it, hurt it. It could seriously hurt it. Yeah, it could seriously. We need it. we need to see what happens uh, next. Like nine episodes. I think they we're not even halfway through the arc. This 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 anime reeks of like one and done, like one season and then it's over. So I think like everything we get in this season is going to be, uh, you know what it is. So like I was saying with, with the with the narrator uh, and Fushi's main purpose, like when that does get explored, what is this show without? these really sincere empathetical moments what is the what is the crux of the show like what is this all accumulating to that's gonna be what either takes it up to an a or potentially down to like a b or a b plus agreed agreed 100 you know? so so that's that's why i think it minus uh but that being said i mean everything else i love it i love it i love 
you know, March. I love Gugu. I, I love, I love all these characters. Fushi, Fushi isn't even like my favorite character. And like, that's, that's fantastic. Cause I still think he's pretty good. Um, and honestly, you know, the monster brothers, the monster siblings, like it's so cute. And the, I'm not gonna lie. Like when Fushi, when Gugu's sitting there, right. And he's like, you know, well, why should I, why should I go back? Right. Like nobody cares about me. Nobody loves me. And Fushi looks him dead in the eye and he's like, because I can't grow up without you. I'm like, oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. But that's yeah, how, that but, but isn't that a death sentence? <laughs> Because doesn't doesn't Fushi have to eventually grow up oh, without him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Fushi can't die. <laughs> I like that Gugu is intelligent. Gugu like is yeah. like asking these probing questions and actually using logic and deduction to figure it out. He's not a six year old girl. I know. <laughs> but he's but like I like that about Gugu, and then I also really like. That Gugu, having lived the hard-fought life that he's had to live, he sits there and he says, "Hey, you know, you're you're stimulated uh, by turning into different people and animals and creatures like that from death." And he said, "You know, when I die, does that mean that you'll turn into me?" And Fushi says, "You know, I don't know." And Gugu actually says something I hope you unexpected. Do. And says, "I hope you do." Yeah, I hope you do because that'll mean that somebody still remembers me. Bro. Bro. And I get to live on through my brother. I know. I'm done. I'm done. I'm That's done. the perfect way to end it. That's the perfect way to end it. That is yeah. that is to your attorney to a T. Um you can catch that on Crunchyroll every week or wherever you get your anime. Um I think that does it for this week's episode. We touched base on three really solid uh, anime. Uh, I would just like to tell our listeners that going forward, we're going to release uh, bi-weekly, or yeah, bi-weekly, twice a month. Um, and we're going to take one episode a month to talk seasonal. So we you won't hear any more seasonal stuff until uh, July. But the other episode will be focused on uh, full anime, like deep dives, uh, full deep dive reviews of mm -hmm. some of our favorites. And, uh, the first one that you should expect two weeks from now is Demon Slayer. We will be releasing a Demon Slayer review two weeks from the, uh, the drop of this episode. Uh, much more information to come out sooner. Uh, again, Welcome, Andrew, to the podcast. We look forward to, to working with you. I think this creates a dynamic that uh, that listeners are really going to like. Um, do you guys have anything else to say before we sign off? No, I'm, no I pretty much said my piece. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd just like to say thank you guys so much for having me on the podcast, for you know inviting me to, to join in a, in a permanent role and capacity. And uh, for all the listeners, uh, thank you for having me, and I, and I hope you enjoy uh, what we have in store for you.